1: content updating, like blog refreshes, you and I end up doing podcasting together, which doesn't cost much a few thousand bucks a month, is our cost on the podcast. And then we also have people that help replicate our text-based content into multiple different languages. We've saved a lot of money due to Chad GPT because Chad GPT helps translate and transcribe, and then we have a human go in and modify it, but overall on a monthly basis, We spend somewhere between $80,000 on the low end, $90,000 on the high end per month. And we're producing more than 30 updated blog articles on a monthly basis. We do at least a podcast episode each and every single day. Technically, we only do a podcast episode each and every single day. We are creating at least three long form videos a week. So that would be 12 plus long form videos in a month. And we're also creating at least one short form video for every single major social platform per day as well. I think we made an episode on talking about the ideal content output we'd want per day. Did we talk about that? We did, right? Does it sound familiar? Yeah, we did. We've talked about that quite a bit. And then the other thing that we do is we send out at least three email blasts per week. In total, we probably send out six or seven. It depends which segment of the list you're on.
0: So I'll go in reverse here. I believe our expense is around 40 to 50 grand a month or so. So we have someone that's dedicated just to the emails. We use Beehive for that. And he sends three emails a week, a Monday, a Wednesday, and a Friday one. And we're just trying to add as much value as we can. And maybe we layer on some native ads in there, just so we're not just trying to sell all the time. So emails one, and then for our... Video stuff, we have a handful of editors that we use for video stuff. So for shorts, for long form videos, we crank out maybe two long form videos per week. And then we try to do for it shorts every single day. Keep in mind, this is for leveling up, but also for marketing school, we do that. And then Neil yeah. and I shared the cost on that. We shared a cost on this podcast editing too. And we shared a cost on hosting and all that too. And the other side of things is we are ai enhancing the other content that we brought so for example for this podcast maybe it's five minutes but this is enough content for a chat gpt to expand on it and then we run it through a duplicate content checker and that basically brings our cost down i don't know what it's like for you neil but it brings our cost down anywhere from 50 to 80 percent or so and the rotation the time to get something done the you know in gaming there's a thing called latency yep So when you lag too much, your ping is too high. Back when we used to have modems, it was just like, you can't play. It's untenable, right? But my point of saying that, using this analogy, is that now the lag time to getting something done, the latency, it's like quick. You don't need to wait anymore. And so our output's a lot more. The quality's still really high while our costs have gone down. And so we're doing the same thing as well. And we basically use a combination of Riverside.fm, which is our hosting for the podcast, take the AI transcription, run it through a chat GPT or a BARD, and then we run it through a duplicate content checker, and then we use a human to enhance the last mile. And that's what it is. But it's kind of the same stack. There's a lot of video stuff. There's a lot of audio stuff. We're still attacking blog, and now our blog's actually reviving, finally, because of this AI-enhanced stuff. And it's outperforming
1: pure human writers. And the other form of content I forgot that we produce on a monthly basis, as well as we do two webinars a month. Which, funny enough, I didn't mention it earlier. I don't know why, but it's actually our highest performing content by far, and it's original webinar, original webinars. So our team will come up with topics. I look at the deck the day before, sometimes actually thirty minutes before the webinar, and I go over the slides that they assign me, and I talk. I know most of the content like the back of my hand. The Big thing that we found out from our webinar content the more technical we get, so more specific, which typically means less attendees. Funny enough, the more revenue we tend to generate. Yeah, because you know why? It's like, oh, you know this already. It's
0: like, oh my God, he sounds so smart.
1: We need to do everything he's talking about. It's not so smart. It's more so what we've seen from our leads is when we do generic type of webinars that are on all topics like how to start with SEO or even how to grow your SEO in 2023 or 2024, whatever it may be, you just get a lot of people attend. But when we do very specific webinars, like the last one I ended up doing, and I did it here a few days ago, was on data privacy and how it affects your marketing and how you need to adapt, we got a lot of enterprise leads from that because it's very specific to our ideal customer. And the more specific we get to our ideal customer, the more likely we found to not just generate leads, but for that lead to convert into a customer because we're educating them on problems that they're already facing. And they're just like, well, we learned from you guys, so let's just become a customer. And there's not a ton of people that are writing content on this stuff because it's not sexy. But those are some of the problems that corporations are facing. Well, speak for yourself. They think I'm smart. I'm just kidding. So You are so,
0: smart. So well, thank you, Neil. But oh, let me ask you this. When you do the webinars, you're promoting it to your... You have a lot of people that, A, let's establish that you get a lot of new people that come through your list every day, right? But yeah, you're like promoting may, it primarily maybe, to your list. You're maybe, not using maybe paid ads.
1: No. Yeah. Our list on a bad day, maybe we get six, 7,000 new opt-ins, maybe 5,000 on a really yeah. bad day. And this is mostly organic. No, no, it's all organic. 10,000 yeah. new subscribers on a good day. There you go.
0: So... For us, because we're, we can't get, we don't have that much volume from an organic standpoint, we are running ads on Twitter and meta to drive more email signups. That is the way to do it. If you don't, it's hard nowadays to say you don't have an audience because I think the way is a newsletter. That's my opinion.
1: Yeah. And and we spend majority of our time with our content creation, not trying to attract new people, but to farm, mm-hmm. right? Because we have a massive audience. What we need to do is farm and pick out the right people. We love everyone who follows us, but it's more so we need to focus our energy on the right type of people that we know would convert into a customer. And it's not really the right type of people. It's the right type of companies. Because for us, it's hard to do what we do if someone was paying us 300 bucks a month. I would love to help people who can only pay $300 a month. I would just lose a ton of money. Mm -hmm. I just can't do it profitably. So we have to focus on the clients that we know that can pay us some money and we can do it in a profitable manner yep all right so that is it for today hope you enjoyed this one
0: please don't forget to rate review subscribe five stars please and we'll see you tomorrow thank you very much
2: it's brand new season two for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We're the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen.